Well, Aston Villa 1, Newcastle United 3. Welcome to our debrief where we take a deeper dive in Aston Villa 1, Newcastle United 3. We look at average positions, passing networks. We take a look at the tactical pad as well. And we real go in depth into that game last night. But got to kick it off um, and first say I am worried. Very, very worried. Now, regular viewers will know that I have a you know a good tactical insight in Aston Villa uh, and give honest thoughts. Uh, and I'll be myself on this episode and give my honest, honest thoughts. And it is that I am worried. Um, I've looked at the results over the last couple of weeks and I've took positives from some of them because that's how I felt like it was needed to take positives from certain games and, you know, we've, we've done okay. But, you know, the overriding factor is now that we are nowhere near the level of which we have shown so far for some of this season. Sheffield United was okay. Performance was good, I thought. I thought that one was good. United was absolutely terrible. We then played Burnley, which was okay. Uh, there were signs there of us being a little bit too open. We then play Everton, and defensively it was sound. Um, creativity, there was no spark there. Chelsea, poor first half, loads better second half. And then against Newcastle, absolutely terrible. Like, unrecognisable for me to the team that I've been watching this season. And it's really, really frustrating. It's frustrating to see no cohesiveness, no energy, no desire of wanting to get up on the ball and beat a man. There's no patterns. There's no patterns of play. that Those seem to have disappeared quite a lot. We were bullied. We were defensively open. We were doing things that just don't make sense to me. Um, and a very unlike an Unai team. And I'm just frustrated with, with, with the game yesterday, the fact that how we played, how we didn't turn up, how we didn't in, in, assert ourselves on the game, how we didn't implement our style. You know, one of the big things I always say during most of these episodes is, did we have control of the game? And we didn't have control of that game from the minute they turned the light show off, the minute they turned the PA system off. It was all Newcastle from that moment in time because we had no control on that game whatsoever. And Unai prides himself on this Villa team having control of the game. And if, if we're not having control of the game, then our identity has disappeared. So that's that's the stark contrast of, of, of the way we've been playing at the minute is if we do not have control of a football match... We've lost our identity. So that side of it is really, really frustrating. The start of the game was really frustrating. The first five minutes where we couldn't lay a glove on them, there was no aggression. There was no press. It was a half-hearted press from left to right, allowing Newcastle to dictate play. And fair play to Newcastle. They played really well. The best team we've seen at Villa Park 
by a mile was Newcastle United. But on the debrief, I'm not here to talk about Newcastle. It's not a Newcastle channel. So, you know, I'm here to talk about Aston Villa and what went wrong for us. Um, so, you know, to not assert ourselves on the game was just ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the shape of the team, I can't get my head around it. I don't understand how it differs when Bailey and Diaby are in the team. I, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand how how the foundation of the team can look completely different to Diaby's role in the team, to Leon Bailey's role in the team. I'm, I'm not sure on why that is. But I'm just disappointed and frustrated and, and worried that where where do we go now? Because we need to have some tactical shape, regroup and change the way we're playing. Because to me, teams are just either sitting in a low block against us or like Newcastle have done, press the life out of us and we've got no answers whatsoever. But we're starting to make silly decisions as well. Like on the corners, I don't understand why we've left two players up on the corners when we never do that. And you're allowing Dan Byrne, Botman, inside the 18-yard box, more space. If you take players out of the box when you're defending a corner, you're leaving more space, you're leaving more gaps for the opposition to exploit. Yes, it's just a man-for-man or half-zone or half-man-for-man, but the more players that are inside the 18-yard box, the more difficult it is for them to get a run, get space and edit in. You know, why yesterday were we going long to Diaby? You know, I know Diaby's having a lot of criticism and I know Diaby isn't playing that great. He's got no confidence. But surely we can all see that lumping the ball up to Diaby in the air against Dan Byrne, what are we expecting what are we expecting Moussa Diaby to win airily against Dan Byrne? It's ridiculous, but this is what I'm saying. Where are these little decisions coming from? I don't understand because it doesn't take a rocket science to, to know that Diaby's not going to win anything in the air against Dan Byrne. But we kept doing it. Martinez lumping balls into, into Diaby, lumping them into McGinn, play it to his feet. It's got to stick at his feet because then you can turn, beat your man, and we're away. But to play aerial balls against Newcastle, who build themselves on, on passion and desire and fight, and you could see that they were bang up for that game, and we weren't. We were like we were like a deer in the headlights against Newcastle. It was a stark contrast to what I've seen. And where are we going? And this does need to be said because it's not good enough. We are aspiring to be in the Champions League. We cannot afford to blow this opportunity. And I'm not one of these fans that are going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, but you can't, you can't criticise because of look where we are. You don't win a trophy for getting into top four halfway through a season. You've got to finish the job. We've got to fix up and get real because we've shown our level and we've got to realise that we've got to adapt more and we've got to have more desire and more passion. It's Honestly, I'm, I'm not overreacting here. I'm just being honest. The situation that we're in 
It's not good enough and we've got to improve. There's been a drop-off. There's been a drop-off in those levels of performances. And maybe I've been one of them that have just said, okay, get through December. You know, they'll have this break. We'll come back firing. We'll look better. But no, we've got to to be a lot better. So we're going to go to the tactical pad and I'm going to show you some of the things that have frustrated me. Um, and I'll show you why I'm miffed between the Diaby and the Bailey. So here we can have now on screen, we can have, this is how to me, this looks like we played against Newcastle. And we haven't looked like this any time I've seen us play so far this season. I don't think anyway, not than what I can remember. So yesterday against Newcastle, Aston Villa sat in a 4 Two, two, two. This was our shape against Newcastle United. And I just don't understand why we've relinquished so much ground here. Because we know that Newcastle play with width. They play 4-3-3, but they can drop when they're defending into a a 4-5-1. You know, but to relinquish this amount of ground out wide, um, I found frustrating. So, squares, you can see where we've relinquished ground. You can see the 4-2-2-2, two, 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 very, very narrow. And then what happens is for one of our wide midfielders to get across into that box zone, they've got a travel ground. So, they've got a travel ground and got to get into there. We saw this for Gordon when he was clean through twice, that, and I've said this again, that when the high line gets criticised, the offside track gets criticised, you can't criticise the high line. The high line is not the problem. The, the, the high line becomes a problem when the midfielders don't press the midfielders that are on the ball, that are pinging the balls over the top. So t- t- twice this happened, that Tiedemann is having to make his ground into that area to press. So he's having to go from inside to outside to press that ball but he's got to make up so much ground to get there that that becomes a real problem. And that was just happening so much, too narrow, no width and a big, big problem. Now, what I'm talking about with Diaby and Bailey, the Bailey, what I don't understand is, as soon as Bailey comes on, Bailey goes out wide. So Bailey goes there. Whenever Bailey comes on, you see Bailey hugging that touchline. He changed the game, Bailey, when he came on for Villa because he offered width. He offered width on that right-hand side and he was attacking. So what happened was Tielemans went off and Zaniolo came on. So we'll just quickly find Zaniolo so I can show you. So Zaniolo went up top with Watkins. So when we are launching balls forward to a target man like Watkins and Zaniolo, Zaniolo can hold the ball up and he was holding the ball up there, which then means Bailey can go out wide. So Bailey went out wide. Zaniolo makes up that box midfield. So Zaniolo can come in and drop. And then we've got this player, Bailey, out here that's working through there. And to me, our system is so much better when we've got an actual winger on the right wing. But what but what, I, what I'm miffed with is why... so. When you've got Tielemans on the pitch, 
which is fine. I'm not saying Tielemans is the problem, but what I'm saying is, why can't McGinn go further forward and then Diaby drop into that role there? Why, why can't the system look a little bit more like that? Because it's the same one as when Bailey comes on and you'll get the best out of Diaby, putting him in his position where you're not asking him to hold the ball up. You're not asking him to have his back to goal. He can play on the right wing and be more creative and be more attacking. But for some reason, we never see Diaby on the right wing. I, I just don't. I just don't understand that that tweak in in our system of of why we do that. Another thing that really frustrated me as well, which I thought was was really frustrating, is. Newcastle doubled up on Watkins when we were going long. So they were having Trippier and Shaw or Botman on Watkins. And then on DRB, they were leaving DRB with Dan Byrne. Why, why can't we switch around a little bit? Why can't we just move around and just be a little bit more, have a little bit more freedom? It's all become very static. It's very static. Moreno goes into that area. It's very static. There's no movement. There's no late arrivals in the box. Everybody's just camped forward a little bit. Nobody's interchanging. Nobody's moving around. Everybody is just, I stand here. You stand there. I've got to be about there. And that's that's that really frustrated me as well. You know, it's it's very static. And there's a lack of movement. There's a lack of somebody just getting on that ball and being a little bit more creative and expressive. You know, I say it's not Diaby's fault, but at times, can't Diaby come a bit deeper and hold the ball up and just get a couple of touches, couple of touches, couple of layoffs to Louise, couple of just a little bit of movement, uh, a give and go, a spin-off. But we just, we're just standing there, just like waiting for the ball to come to us. You know, so it's, it's, it's really frustrated me that, we 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 look like this, and we've got to we've got to somehow go back to the drawing board a little bit because again another another area that I think is a, is a slight problem for us, and it hasn't been, but it's now starting to become a problem. Is we talk about the width on the right hand side, so against Newcastle, like literally, look, there's no there's no width for seventy minutes until. Bailey comes on. So there's no width there whatsoever, right? Unless Cash is going to get forward. And there's no width here unless Moreno is going to get forward. But the ground that he's having to make up, Moreno, to get in that advanced position, you know, he's having to make up. So, And I know we've been succeeding doing this system. I know that. I'm not, I'm not just hammering it for the sake of it. But it's not working as good as what it was. So we've got to find a way of being more creative in this system now. And I know some of you don't like the phrase, we've been found out. But Newcastle went through the same thing last season when they got beat against Villa. They went through the exact same thing and had to sort of readjust and reassess how they play. So, you know, against Sheffield United, I'm looking now for a monster, monster performance against Sheffield United. I want I want some big, big reaction from this because I want more width. 
I want more movement. I want more creativity. I want more control. And I want us to get back to being what we were good at last season and, and, and this season, being defensively sound, attacking well, being dynamic, being creative, having belief. I want to see us. I want to see us. And I, I've said this already. Go on this run where we become like mentality monsters of we're going to get top four. The whole fan base believes we're going to do it. We galvanise. There's this feeling that we're going to do it. And we just keep motoring and churning away. And we become like passion merchants as well. You know, we're sticking our chests out and we're going, we're going to do this. But what I don't want to see us doing is absolutely crumbling and looking weak and tepid at Villa Park now. I don't want to see it. So I am frustrated. I am annoyed. It does need saying because it, we've got to fix up quick because we've spoke about the importance of getting the Champions League this season. We cannot blow this opportunity. If we don't get top four, then we have to get top four for the, not for the future, but for, the, for where, the direction of where the club want to go on and off the pitch. Top four is, it, honestly, it's so important. It's so important getting top four this season for this football club. And I don't want to see us blow it. And we've still got time to not blow it, but we've got to sort ourselves out. You know, I'm going to go now and have a little look at, you know, this is from my phone. So this was from uh, the game as well. So this is an image that I got from how Newcastle pressed us and they went man for man and they pressed us really well. But we just had no answers to this. And I and I was looking at half-time thinking, we're going to come out and Unai is going to have addressed this. He's going to have addressed like how he wants us to play out from the back. And it was just the same. Like you've got Watkins here looking at Diaby. Diaby's got his hand out pointing at somebody else. You've got Kamara, who's looking, you've got Luis looking at some, and I'm just like, it looks like, like, we, we, we don't know what we're doing. And I'm like, you've just come out from half-time, like, you're, you're losing to, is this half-time? Or, no, this, this is before half-time then. And I'm just like, we, we're just looking like we've got no clue what we're doing. And, we shouldn't be doing that. And they pressed us. You can see here, one, man for man, man for man, man for man, man for man. You can see what I was talking about here, how Watkins is being doubled up on. So Watkins is being doubled up on on that side, but you've got Diaby, who's on his own. But why can't these two swap positions? You've got McGinn, who's really high here. He must be pinning Dan Byrne. But then it leaves us so light in midfield. The ball's not going into midfield. Really, really frustrating, uh, and I think you can probably tell that I'm I'm annoyed. Uh, again, here we've got average positions, so you can see how narrow we were. You can see you've got McGinn seven, you've got Louis six, you've got eight of Tielemans, you've got forty-four Kamara, and you can see how how pinned in and how narrow that is. But look how advanced Kamara's role was. You know, look how his average position is in front of McGinn, but very frustrating, very frustrating. So narrow. Um, 
here we've got our passing network, uh, which I guess isn't isn't that bad really. Um, but you can see it's very it's very horizontal uh, with the midfield. It's very flat. There's no, not really much depth to it. Um, lacking a little bit of a focal point in Watkins as well. Um, but it's not a bad passing network. Newcastle have got more width, more expansive, more of an outlet up top. And then you can see their their network as well, a lot more a lot more width than, than what we've got. You can see the shot map with XG 3.45 Newcastle, 1.59 Aston Villa. And then you've got the shots with XG by the minute. You can see in that first half, Newcastle pretty, pretty dominant. And then Aston Villa grew into the game. So, yeah, frustrating, <clears throat> annoyed. Hopefully, you know, I went straight to that video analysis room and has been in there all night. <laughs> Comes out this morning um, and just realises that we've got to mix it up a bit. You know, um, some might think I've been harsh on this episode. Some might think I've been quite negative. But this is a Villa fan that knows the importance of this season and knows that we need a reaction, knows that something needs to change, personnel needs to change, and we've got to have a regroup and a collective sort of understanding from the players that that was not good enough. You know, if we sweep it under the carpet and, oh, it's just a bad result, you know, we've not lost at Villa Park for 17 games, you know, it was always going to happen, then we have to have a realisation of that it wasn't good enough because we can't be that club now that's just pandering along to excuses. So I want to have a big reaction against Sheffield United. I want us to control the game. I want Zaniolo to start up top with Watkins. I want Leon Bailey to start out wide. And... That's what I want from the forward line. More control, more bravery, more bravery on midfield. Nobody disappearing. Everybody sticking their chest out, getting stuck in, and the system looking like what it has. Being resolute at the back and being defensively strong and switched on. Set pieces, better from them, better from defending set pieces. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on everything that I've discussed on this episode. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Quick turnaround now to Sheffield United. Um, looks like Morgan Rogers signing, so that's a big positive. Um, and we'll be back with our Sheffield United content. Up the villa. <laughs>